Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And we're going to talk about uh, the United States of false flags. And how Maui compares. And listen, I don't have to go dig and research and ask you to believe how I correlate the facts. They're telling us themselves. These people, particularly the governor and the police chief of Maui, they convict themselves with their own words. And this is why I'm really, really concerned, because it used to be, as I've mentioned this many times, when I started doing investigative journalism, Uh, I got to tell you, it was hard. I had to dig and find the corruption. When I worked on the Gulf oil spill, for example, I gathered data over a period of almost a year. Uh, I got a lot of credit for it. It's really kind of what put our show on the map. Uh, And having Jim Mars write about us in one of his books uh, did not hurt. But ladies and gentlemen, now I don't have to do anything. These people are so brazen They don't care what you know, because they control the judiciary, they control Congress, they are now intimidating the Supreme Court, they control the White House, they control virtually every level of government in most states. There's nowhere for you to go. I'm not saying we give up, I'm saying we need to rethink our strategy. But we're going to talk about the United States of false flags and how Maui fits in. Hey, how's your weight loss going? Now, I know about 80% of us are on some kind of modified or real diet, and some of us are meeting with great success, and most of us are not. Well, we got a product for you that will help you move in the direction of success, regardless of what else you're doing. And that product right here is Keto Elevate. This is so simple to use. You take the odorless, tasteless powder, rip off the corner, pour the prescribed amount into your favorite drink, stir it up, drink it, you're done. So that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. No clumping. Tastes fine. Tastes just like whatever you're drinking. And here's the really important thing about this product. They guarantee it. And they publish, you know, a layman's interpretation of their research to show you how and why it works. Gee, if only our government did that. So this is a tremendous product that they back up and they give you 51% off free shipping and a bunch of other really great perks that you can see at KetoWithHodges.com. That's KetoWithHodges.com. <laughs> this is Beyond the Pale. Let me go through some false flags from the past. Then I'll bring us up to date with Maui. 
And, and you know, here's what's interesting. And I remember Gary Allen wrote about this one time. None Dare Called a Conspiracy, a book, a classic book, uh, decades ahead of its time. But anyway, and by the way, when I read it, I just thought, man, this guy's making some outrageous claims. But a lot of what he says makes sense. And I really didn't know what all to think until I almost had my property stolen from me by the John McCain mafia. So, yeah, but let's get into this. Let's start um, in the relatively modern era. One of the worst false flags ever in American history that got us into a war was the Spanish-American War. And you had uh, William Randolph Hearst and his cronies, you know, connected with the media. It's just like today. Oh, my gosh. If you want to understand how the media is doing what they're doing and why they're doing what they're doing, you have to look at the Spanish-American War. The parallels are incredible. And this is why we study history. So here's what happened. The um, There was a civil war in Cuba between Spain and the locals. And the locals were actually burning their own sugarcane crop uh, as a way to try to get the attention of the United States. And it worked because it cut into profit margins of people like William Randolph Hearst and other capitalists like the Rockefellers. And so they thought, well, if we kind of harm ourselves, but it'll harm America, they might intervene and help us because we can't defeat the Spanish on our own. And the Spanish and the American media got the blame for doing this. And they didn't do it. We know who did it. And there were a whole bunch of other little minor false flags to try to villainize the Spanish as the worst government ever. Well, they were a colonial empire, yes, but they were not unlike us or unlike the British or unlike the French or the Germans. So we had to get the American people in such a frenzy that they'd want to accept the war. Well, it didn't work, so they had to do the ultimate. Now, we did something that I can't believe people just didn't see right through. And most of your history books won't talk about this because there's no such thing as a false flag. There's no conspiracies. History is just a mere collection of coincidences where two bad people would never get together to do anything wrong. And that's largely because we buy into the 1967 creation of the term conspiracy theory. And now that that's wearing off, now it's misinformation, malinformation, disinformation, and the attempt of the DHS to bring us the board of disinformation. Yeah, the parallels are incredible. But the ultimate false flag in the Spanish-American War was the blowing up of the Maine. We had no reason to send a battleship to Cuba. None. Oh, we're going there to protect American interests. They're in a civil war. Now, are you evacuating Americans? No, they weren't. Were they guarding the embassy? No, they weren't. They were just on board. And one night, the eight officers of the ship left the ship. All eight. Kind of like the Hawaii officials not being at their post the day the fire broke out. Oh, that governor was out of the state. Everybody else locally, they weren't available, except for the guy who withheld the water. Everybody else were gone including the emergency management guy, they had to resign. <laughs> oh, my gosh, poor Herman. Anyway, that night, the main blew up. Oh, it must be the Spanish. Okay, here's how you know it's not true. They blew up the main. They'd have been given big middle finger to the United States saying, don't mess with our affairs. Come back here again. We'll do the same thing. That's not what they did. They said, we didn't do this. 
and to show you, we'll negotiate with you about Cuba. We'll go in and protect the sugarcane fields. They offered all these concessions, and the United States wouldn't hear any of it. And, of course, the death of the 300 sailors, front-page news, mostly in newspapers controlled by William Randolph Hearst around the country. I'm playing this for you is what I think is a very likely scenario that's going to drive us into World War III. I truly do. I truly do. Maui's a false flag, and we'll get to that later. But this is the pattern I believe that we're going to see to promote World War III. Why? Because it works, and they control the mainstream media. Okay, so that was the Spanish-American War. They got the war that they wanted. And then let's jump forward to World War II. I got a bit of a family history on this, but let's get down to, to brass tacks here. The um, Japanese did, they wanted to industrialize. American business did not want competition. They didn't want a rising Japanese empire. Now, the Japanese were a lot like China. They didn't have the natural resources they needed on their small island nation to be competitive with the likes of Germany and the United States industrially. And when they were cut off from being able to import uh, a lot of the goods they needed, they said, fine, we'll just go take what we want. And they went into other Asian nations and conquered them and took what they wanted. And some of those nations uh, weren't nations then. They were colonies of Great Britain. Uh Uh-oh, problem. And we had to have a way to get into the war. There was another motivation for war, too. And and it's really funny because the movie Oppenheimer almost got into it, but they didn't. They were right up to the edge of it. I said, tell the story. Einstein, this is covered in the movie, wrote to Roosevelt and told him about Oppenheimer, Zillar, other people like that, and said, the Germans are building a bomb that can destroy cities. And they got rockets that can deliver it. And so Roosevelt had a meeting with these people. And he says, I guess what you're telling me is they can blow up our cities. And we can't stop them. We better beat them to the punch to develop the bomb before they do. Yes, that's correct. And that led to the Manhattan Project. So you have that overhang. Now, Roosevelt wanted a war based on Japanese expansion, and he was already supporting the war, kind of like Ukraine. We were sending over supplies to China, the Flying Tigers, you know, an Air Force contingent of American pilots and planes, uh, but they put Chinese markings on it. They went to um china and they fought against chinese oh, yeah. so we were already involved in the war on that level just like we are in ukraine same thing and pearl harbor was allowed to happen in fact actually it was forced to happen go look this up this used to be a conspiracy theory but now it's in the mainstream and google search engine even cooperates with you on determining that if you take mccollum and his eight point plan That's the key phrase to look it up. And you actually see the plan. It was once a classified document. Okay. When I was in sixth grade, my dad had already told me about this because he knew an intelligence. And he says, yeah, it wasn't so much a surprise attack, son. That's kind of a misnomer. I'm in sixth grade and I go to class and I make that bold statement. And he had warned me not to say anything. He says, people think you're crazy. My teacher was a Japanese American. She was not pleased. Oh, and my parents got the call. And my, oh, my dad says, well, there's things I can tell you and things I can't. But he did not make an historically inaccurate comment. And one day that'll be proven to be true. And it is true. 
We forced the Japanese by cutting off their iron ore, by invading their territorial waters with our ships. We, we totally, it was kind of like what China's doing with Taiwan today. And a whole bunch of other things interfering in their trade initiatives. We wanted them to attack as an excuse to get into the war. And as proof of that, on December 7th, when the Japanese attacked, we had all our carriers out to sea. What ship did you need to win the war in the Pacific? The carriers. We knew the attack was coming. There, the fleet for the Japanese was spotted off the Aleutian Islands, and the location and the strength was radioed to Washington, D.C., to Stenson, who was the Secretary of War. And he says, oh, we didn't see it until the day after the attack. That's bullshit. They knew exactly what was going on. And the Americans sunk a two-man submarine two hours before the attack. Oh, yeah. And see where there's a little mini two-man submarine? That means there's a bigger ship that brought it. So that should have set off a red alert, but it didn't. It didn't. The the, the ship that sunk the two-man submarine, which they later uh, surf, resurfaced in the 1980s, they were told, oh, you're crazy. You're out to lunch. Stop taking drugs, or we'll take your commission away from you. And so anyway, they uh, the Japanese came, and they did their damage. And they're going to find out the death count on Maui now will exceed what happened in Pearl Harbor. It will exceed. I'm absolutely convinced of that, and the numbers show it. So we've got that factor. So we had World War II as a result of a false flag. Here's my family history. My dad was part of a team that came out of San Diego, and they um, were putting radar on the worst ships in the Navy, the ones that were left over from the Spanish-American War, the iron boats, as they called them. And they would hook up the radar and sonar, but they wouldn't complete the operation. Why did they do that? Because they knew the Japanese were spying on them. And they wanted the Japanese to think they were getting ready for war. Exactly. You get the idea. Okay. So let's go forward. The next set of false flags were the assassinations of JFK, MLK, and RFK. All of them killed by a lone assassin with a diary saying what they were going to do. And what did all three men have in common? They weren't cooperating with the Rockefeller Empire. They didn't want Vietnam. So off with their heads. Same MO and all three assassinations. What a coincidence. And then we'll go forward to Vietnam. We know now, and this surfaced, what, 25, 30 years ago, that the Gulf of Tonkin incident that was our excuse to go to war a destroyer was allegedly attacked by PT boats. Do you understand how stupid that is? That's like taking a butter knife and going after a guy with an AK-47. And it was stupid. It wasn't true. Totally untrue. And satellite photography at the time showed it wasn't true, but they withheld that until the 1990s. And that incident, 800 miles away from South Vietnam, was used the excuse to put 100,000 ground troops in South Vietnam. That only could be brought about by the assassination of the former Vietnamese leadership, the DM brothers, and John Kennedy. Both of them were killed within one month after they agreed that the U.S. would only commit combat advisors and equipment, and Kennedy said the combat advisors only be there for one year. Oh, by the way, we're doing combat advisors now in Ukraine. Yeah, we'll cover that a little bit later. Um, so Vietnam was a huge false flag. And then we go forward to 9-11. Think what you want about it, but why do they have the material and the evidence all locked up in Hangar 19 at uh, at the airport in New York City, and the, the public can't look at it. We're not allowed to examine the evidence. Different sets of experts can't come in because they're lying through their teeth. 
So here they are, over 20 years later, still withholding evidence like your little children who don't have a right to know. We pay for this government. We have a right to know. And then you have, by the way, 9-11 set off uh, the false flag. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time in iraq and afghanistan weapons of mass destruction oh, oh i remember i'm at a son's basketball game huh? my wife and i are there and at the end of the first quarter of a game they stopped and one of the biggest nincompoops intellectually to ever serve in the white house And he didn't have dementia as an excuse. They interrupt the game, and he comes on the jumbotron. My greatest fear is a mushroom cloud over America. We have to eliminate Iraq. (laughs) Yeah, so much for that. Where are the weapons of mass destruction? We're still looking for them. Yeah. Thanks to the Carlisle Group. Um, so, Iraq, Afghanistan were born out of a false flag. Uh, don't forget backing up a little bit. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump are a lot alike. A lot alike. Except Ronald Reagan did not stick his foot in his mouth like Donald Trump does. Well, hold on. I have a lot to say about Donald Trump today. And it's all positive. 
But the one negative is he doesn't know when to shut up. But I also believe he's the only one that can save this country. So when I take a look at, at uh, Ronald Reagan, he went in there with the notion, oh, I remember in the campaign, oh, this is really interesting. I saw this on ABC News one morning, and I got out of bed, and I had to about crap my pants. Because by that time, I knew what the Trilateral Commission was. Mm-hmm, I did, because of Pat Wood's book. And still, keep Pat Wood in your prayers. He's had a health event. So please pray for Patrick Wood. He's a great warrior for our cause. So anyway, Pat Wood had writ- wrote this book called Trilaterals Over Washington, co-authored with Anthony Sutton. And I already knew what it was. And I woke up one morning, Ronald Reagan accuses primary contender George H.W. Bush of being a member of the Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission. And we know he was the head of the CIA. Oh, my gosh. I'm thinking, I can't find this stuff in a library. I found one reference when I went to look this stuff up in the library before the Internet. And it was in the Atlantic Monthly. And it said it was a fault. It was a, a, a fake conspiracy theory. It wasn't true. Well, it was true. And Ronald Reagan said it. The day after Ronald Reagan was forced to take George H.W. Bush as his running mate, and they hated each other. Okay? What do you know about the Reagan assassination? It almost worked. Nefarious forces out of Utah, not just a crazy guy, were behind it, and they were friends with H.W., yeah, take a look at that. You might want to say that's kind of interesting. And Reagan was never the same. His presidency, he came in, he kicked ass and took names. But his presidency was never the same after this. Getting shot and almost dying will do that to you. All right. The Gulf oil spill. <laughs> I don't have to say much else except this. It reminds me a lot of what's going on with Maui and the public officials and their feeble attempts to cover stuff up. You notice now they're just shutting up. Have you noticed that? And they still haven't commented on 183 bodies that all the locals, I mean, scores of locals are putting videos out about this. And they're saying stuff that I won't say yet because I can't verify it, But if what they're saying is true about these bodies. Oh, my, do we have a scandal. But I'll leave that aside. I'll just say this. The Gulf oil spill. Was it suspicious? Yeah. Yeah. The oil rig company did a put option on their stock the morning of. Oh, that wasn't bad enough? Goldman Sachs and British Petroleum sold their stock less than two weeks before the event. I could go on and on, but you get the idea. You don't even need to go into who did it, how they do it, and so forth. You can just say, there was some really interesting money movement, and I got to tell you, if there was any justice in this country, if you had done this, let's say that you had committed arson on a business to collect the insurance, that would have been investigated. And the Gulf oil spill, what I think was really behind it, never really surfaced. Anyway, and now we have Maui. How do I know it's a false flag? I only have to go to one fact. The police chief said, I don't know if we're going to find the people because the fire is so hot, it melts steel. There's a huge gap in there they can't explain. The fires 
that start grass fires, wildfires, they burn at 1,472 degrees Fahrenheit. Is there a little variability? Yeah, but not much. To melt steel and the metal alloy we know that went from the hubcaps on these cars, they got burned. That melts at 2,250 degrees to 2,550 degrees, depending on the composition of the material. It's almost 1,000 degrees hotter. They have a big gap there they can't explain. And this is when they went quiet. When people started talking about this, this is when the officials started shutting up and they stopped holding press conferences. And by the way, if you approach one of these officials now in public, you're going to get headlocked by the Miami, or the Miami, <laughs> sorry, the Maui police. You're going to get headlocked. You're going to get pushed around. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's already happening. You can't even ask a question without risking being manhandled. We've seen it on tape. It's, this is a taped event. And, you know, we have the, um, we have discrepancies of the numbers of children, 400 children. This has been confirmed, people. This is confirmed. I confirmed it with official sources. Other people have confirmed it. There are 600 kids that are enrolled in one way or another from virtual learning to in-person in other Maui school districts. Lahaina had 3,000 kids. Where are the 2,400? They don't want to talk about that. This is what set off this in, that attempted interview where the guy, the reporter, got manhandled. That's very suspicious, too. And then, of course, we get the water not being released. You've got the sirens that didn't go off as prescribed by law, despite the fact that the governor and the former head of their emergency for uh, Maui uh, just told this BS story that people would run after hearing the siren towards the fire and get burned up. I've never heard anything so ridiculous. And then the governor doubled down on it like we're such dumbasses, we wouldn't see through that explanation. But since they've come out with this other stuff. Now, as I mentioned yesterday, the electric company is being sued by the county of Maui. Here's what's really interesting. We know there's a developer's grab going on right now, and there's the, 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 like YouTube is replete with these stories. So we know there's a, there's a developer's grab. I don't know the volume of it. I, I can't say 50% of the properties, 10% of the properties. I don't know. I know what's going on because people are coming out and talking about how they're being approached, but we don't have sheer numbers. What's interesting is the major real estate company in Hawaii is also the major one for the United States. Keller and BlackRock is related to them. They have a business interest together along with State Street and Vanguard reported that before. Well, it's interesting is now it's been told to me and it looks like it could be true that BlackRock holds an interest in the Hawaii Electric Company. This is very confusing. We're going to actually try to look at this today as I gather more facts. I'll come back and report on this. But Maui is a false flag from so many different angles. We're not getting the truth. And can someone please explain to me, and I'll close with this, why in the good name of the Lord, why would FEMA, why would Maui authorities, why would the Red Cross, it's been reported, why would they intercept food and life-saving medication 
Why is it that relief agencies on the main island in Oahu, like the pastor I featured yesterday, J.D. Farag, why are they having to say, stay off social media so we can bypass the interceptors? I don't think I've ever seen anything this bizarre, and for the life of me, I don't have an explanation. I just know it kind of fits under this umbrella that probably false flag related. There's clearly an agenda. I'm not sure what the agenda is, unless you're trying to further harm people, which is something else I should have mentioned. Blocking the exits was a pretty good clue, especially after they evacuated the tourists in the pre-dawn hours before, but kept the residents in. Isn't that interesting? Um, We have real credibility issues here with Maui, and all these false flags from the past are resurfacing in Maui in one way or another. This thing just stinks to high heaven. It's a major event. The media does not want to talk about it. You've seen that. They've downplayed it. They didn't make fun of Biden when he fell asleep, when he was with the survivors. Fell asleep in the middle of the meeting. No. No comment. (laughs) This man's running our country. Or I would say his handlers are. Anyway, I just thought I would walk you through this. Since the age of industrialism, we have the good side. We have a good standard of living, or what we can keep of it, before the 15-minute cities come in. But we also have extreme corruption. You should have free electricity right now, if you know your uh, Nikola Tesla history and what happened with him and the industrialists and utilities. Utilities are the scum of the earth, and I just told you the origin point for how they became the scum of the earth. Is that a false flag? With Nikola Tesla, it is. Sure. So the the deep state is born of international industrialism and banking, and they're really one and the same. And they're the ones that drive these events. Of course, you can continue to believe that history is just a bunch of coincidences. Let me ask you a question. There are some people that roll out of bed, and they have no plan, and they just kind of loaf their way through life. They're usually dealing drugs or robbing people. They're involved in some kind of confidence scheme. But is that how most of you live your life? Or do you get up in the morning, or do you have, do you have to get things done? And in combination with other people, your spouse, your kids, relatives, coworkers, your boss, do you have to get things done? Yeah, you do. Well, that's a conspiracy. It's two people plotting to do something. But when it comes to history, two people would never plot to do something wrong. There's no such thing. You decide. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here next time. We at The Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, 
hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container, you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50 year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.